Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. Today I wanted to talk to you guys about an experience that I had when I was traveling abroad. As you know, I took students for two weeks to Europe, and one of our first stops was in Germany. We went to Munich, and one of the places that we were fortunate enough to visit on our journey was Dachau. As many of you know, Dachau is a concentration camp that was in use during the time of the Nazis, and it was... um, mostly used as a work camp, but that does not mean that people didn't die here. There were a lot of people who died here. As most of you may or may not know, many people who died in the concentration camps died due to malnourishment, exhaustion. They were literally worked to death. This was a very eye-opening experience for my students. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this experience today is because, unfortunately, I see a lot of parallels as to what was happening back then and what is happening in our society today. And I don't usually get political on this podcast, but I felt like this was a great message for all of us because my mission here is to help people heal, to teach about love and kindness. And so in doing that, part of my mission is to open people's eyes to what's happening around us. Loving others for their differences is so important. There aren't any two people on this earth who are exactly alike, and I know that better than anyone. I'm a twin, and I have twins. And even though you know people say, well, identical twins, you're supposed to be exactly alike, we could not be more different. And that is by God's design that everyone is different. But for some reason, instead of celebrating our differences, many people want to ostracize people because they're different. And to me, I think that's what makes this world so great. Not just our country, but this whole world. What makes it great is how different we are. I spent a lot of our trip talking to others and learning about different customs and traditions And even though some of them were really, really out there, and I'll talk about some of those later on, it's great to hear that there are people who celebrate things differently and who have a way of life that's different from our own. And I don't think it makes anyone better than anyone else. It's just different. And I think it's great when you can learn to appreciate someone else's differences. And this was a very eye-opening experience for a lot of our students because they learned about this in school, as I'm sure that you did as well. And you learn about the history, you learn the dates, you learn the facts, but you will never ever truly learn and experience what really happened until you have the opportunity to stand in someone's shoes. And even though we're visiting a building that's really a shadow of the building that it once was, we're still getting to see things from that person's perspective. I mean, to actually be standing where people stood. I can't even explain the heavy energy that I felt 
throughout that day. And I even had other students say, I feel so depressed right now. I feel this heaviness, this, I feel dread, I feel anxiety. And you could even look around and see that some people were moved to the point of just breaking down into tears and crying because it was such a eye-opening experience to see this is how they lived. You know, there were storyboards that you could follow along. So as you moved from one part of the camp to the other, you actually were taken through what a day in the life of a typical inmate was for Dachau. And, you know, it's interesting. I've been to Dachau about five times, and every time I'm moved in the same way. It, it has the same effect. There's never a time where I just walk through it and I don't feel just profoundly moved by the experience. The interesting thing about it, and I'm not sure a lot of people know the true history here, but Dachau is the name of the town as well as the concentration camp. And I think a lot of my students weren't aware of that. But you go through this town of Dachau and you get to the actual place. And the beginning of it now is a park. And as you're beginning to walk into this concentration camp facility, it doesn't look like it would be the place that it is. It looks like a park when you first start walking in. And as you walk in to your left, as you walk through the park, you see what used to be the railroad tracks for the trains that brought people here. And we all know the horrifying stories of the trains. People were yanked out of the trains and families were separated and men were taken this way and women another and they really had no idea what was going on. It was confusing, disorienting, scary. Um, that's, you know, where they were first greeted at this place. And there's not much left of that spot now. You can barely see the train tracks um, because it was torn up, but they left a little bit so you could see that this was the place, this was where they arrived. And then as you look to your right, you see the famous gate that says Arbeit macht frei, um, Freiheit, or Arbeit macht frei, which meant work makes freedom or equals freedom or basically work will set you free which was their motto because this was a work camp and the gate that was there was actually not the original and the original was stolen but then later retrieved and the original one was on display in the museum but then you walk and the first sign that greets you is this is the spot this was where roll call was every day and you see the people standing there, many of them looking extremely malnourished. And it said that many people collapsed. Some people died here during roll call because they were forced to stand in the heat or extreme weather conditions. So in the winter time, it would be very cold because Germany's climate is similar to our climate. Uh, well, where I live in the US in the Midwest where it gets cold in the winter time and very warm in the summertime. So they would be standing in the extreme heat or the extreme cold, and many people were unable to survive those conditions just because of the fact that they were not eating enough, they were working so hard, they were exhausted, and many of them 
just succumb to sicknesses, to illnesses, because when you have people in large groups like that, there are diseases that spread. So a lot of people don't even realize that, you know, lice was rampant there, scabies and typhoid, and a lot of people just died of disease, simply dying of the disease that they suffered from because they were forced to live in the conditions that they lived in. You know, the guards there had dogs. They would sick on people if they, you know, chose to. I think some of them did it merely for sport. Um, and in, it did say the townspeople of Dachau, sometimes, you know, they would go and see the prisoners there and they would pass food through the gate, but you had to be careful about being caught. Um, there was a barbed wire fence and if the prisoners were to move from, and I say prisoners, but, you know, obviously they hadn't done anything wrong. People were sent there either because they were Jewish, because they were gay, or because they were gypsies, anyone deemed undesirable because they were handicapped or disabled, or because they just didn't fit in to what Hitler thought should be the perfect German, um, and imperfect in their society, if they tried to resist. And there were many priests who were in this camp because they were trying to resist the movement. And anyone who was caught resisting was also put in these camps. So journalists were put there too, because they were trying to speak out against what was happening. And the, the terrifying thing about it is, as I was walking through and reading a lot of how the Nazis came to power, how this was happening... I saw so many similarities about attitudes and things that are happening in our own society that it, it gave me chills and also made me sick to my stomach. And you may think, I don't know what you're talking about, but there is definitely a rise in our country of nationalism, of people saying get out to people who are coming here to seek asylum, to immigrants and saying, well, they shouldn't come here in the first place. And families being separated and children being put in cages and families being put in these kinds of camps. And the attitude that I see people having on social media just makes me sick because they're saying things like, well, they should never have come here when it is legal to seek asylum, when they're coming from a place where there's a war-torn area where their children wouldn't survive and they're coming here to make a better life, which by the way is what all of our families have done. I know that my family emigrated here from Germany and from France and from Denmark years ago, trying to find a better way of life, trying to make a better life for their families. And I know every single one of our families has done that. None of us are native here, none of our families so we're being hateful and angry and evil to people who are doing exactly what our families before us had done. They came here to make a better life for their future generations. And that's what people who are coming here to seek asylum are doing. And instead of just sending them back, we're putting them in these cages, which makes no sense to me. And I don't understand why they're doing it. And I definitely don't understand why children are being separated. It's inhumane. It is robbing them of their dignity. And that is exactly what the aim and goal of the concentration camps was. It was to rob people 
of their basic human rights. It was to rob people of their dignity, to take away their humanity. They became just a number. And I don't know what worse you could do to a person, to a human being. And I don't understand how anyone could treat another human being in that way. But that's what's happening in our own society. You know, children are being put in these cages and they aren't having their basic needs being met. You watch on the news as they talk about how funding, they're being paid, I think, something like $775 a day to care for these each person in these camps. And I don't know where that money is going, but I saw uh, one person testifying before um, Congress that they didn't have toothpaste, they didn't have brushes, they didn't have basic things that people need to keep their dignity, their humanity, just to be taken care of. And that's crazy and insane to me. And I, I hate to be the person who is any part of this because that is the very, it's just evil is what it is. It's absolutely evil to separate a mother from her child, put yourself in that person's shoes. And that's really what I'm trying to get across today is that we have to be, you can't turn a blind eye and look and say it's not happening. You have to show empathy to your fellow human being whether you know it or not or understand it or not or want to believe it or not we are all one we are all a part of god we all come from source therefore we are all one no matter where you come from what your skin color is your sexual preference it does not matter we are one and we are one in god's eyes and when one of us has the audacity to treat another human being that way, I would not want to feel the wrath of God for that. That is not what we're here to do. And so for us, we we can't look away. We have to be aware of what's happening and help to stop it from happening. And the only way we can do that is to pay attention, to vote, to Really, and you know, I understand listening to politics and all of that can be so draining and depressing. I get that. And there are points that I have to take a break and not not watch it all the time. But you have to be paying attention. You can't totally ignore it. You've got to be the person who's willing to stand up for the person who can't stand up for themselves. And we saw that more than anything in this visit that we had to Dachau because there were so many people who tried to stand up, who tried to help out their fellow man. And it's only from those who were willing to stand up and to stop this that it finally did. You know, they had help from other countries coming in to finally stop it. And it takes a whole village. It takes all of us stepping in and looking out for one another to ensure that this does not happen again. But the problem is it is still happening and it still happens all over the world. 
And I think that every single human being should have to go to Dachau or to a concentration camp and see what it's like firsthand. Because if they did, this would never happen again. If you saw what I saw, it would not happen again. It's incredible to think about the fact that it actually did happen. It's unbelievable. And when you listen to it and you read about it and you learn about it in school, even though you're learning and you're understanding, you won't really truly understand until you've been there and you've seen it firsthand. This was the barrack that someone slept in. The size of the bunk is not even the size of a whole entire human being laid out fully from head to toe. So people had to squeeze into the bunk and they tried to fit as many people in as possible. They were overcrowding. That's where you had the diseases coming from. They were given just nothing to eat, you know, a piece of bread, a little soup, and then forced to go work in the extreme heat. They were actually making the weapons and things that the German army was using. They were using the people in the concentration camp as their labor to make their weaponry, which is just incredible. All the things they stole from the people, but the most important thing they stole was their dignity. Their heads were shaved, clothes taken, just given a number, and you were just a number from then on. Wondering, is this the last day that I'm going to be here? Is this the day that I drop over from exhaustion and, and overheating malnourishment? And the shower rooms, which could be used as a gas chamber. Is this the day that they put us in the shower and it's not really a shower, it's gassing? And to be honest, they probably prayed that it was because that was better than what they were living in. There were stories that, you know, if the people went towards the fence, they would be shot on sight. And some people did it just, just to be shot, just to end their misery. And I understood that. I could understand that. It would be better to end your misery than to sit there every day, day in, day out, work to death, not knowing what your fate was going to be. And the sheer volume of videos that we saw where they showed the people and you could see ribs. It was just skin over bone, essentially. There was really nothing left. Eyes sunken in. It was horrible, horrible to witness. And everyone says, we have to be better than that. We're better than that. But if we're allowing this to still happen, we're not better than that, but we need to be. And you may think, what can we do now? But there are a lot of things we can do. For one thing, we can certainly pray for the people that this is still happening to, that we elect just people who come in and reverse this, who take care of this, who help these people. We can donate money to causes that are helping these people 
We cannot turn a blind eye and ignore that it's happening. You know, when we had tour guides who were telling us about how the Nazis came to power and how things escalated as quickly as they did, it gave us chills because all of us could see parallels to politics in our own society. And I guess without trying to be too political, but I don't know that it's possible in this particular topic, I just want to get the message to you to take care of your fellow man. Don't be afraid of someone else's differences. Embrace them. We don't have to agree with everyone. We don't have to share the same beliefs or values. And we can still love and respect one another, even if we're different. And I guess that's what I love about living in a society where it's okay to embrace other people's differences. That was what made me proud about being an American whenever I was in grade school and we were reading our history books, that it always talked about America being the melting pot. And that made me proud. That's who I want us to be. Not a society where if you're different, you're bad and you don't belong here. That's not who we are. That's not the message that I want us to be giving. So I urge you to embrace those around you, even if you don't share the same opinion. Even if you don't share the same religious belief, I don't know where we came upon this idea that we have to make everyone believe the same thing we do. That's not true. There isn't one type of religion that's the right one. And to say that someone has to conform to your beliefs and your ideals, that's not what it's about. I think that there's room for all of us to learn about other cultures and learn about other religions and learn about other ideals and to choose what resonates with us and to allow others to choose what resonates with them and to still be able to love each other, love one another, live together in harmony. It's what makes the world a better place. How boring would it be if we were a society where everyone was the same? When I think about foods, if we all had to be the same, we'd all have one type of food. Look how many different awesome foods there are out there and things for you to try. If we didn't have that option, it would be so bland and boring. We should see one another as being exciting because we're different. Not scary, exciting. Because it is awesome that we are all different, yet we can all coexist.
just a little something to think about. And again, a very, very profound day for me when we went and visited. In the past, yes, it had an effect on me, but in the past, I was not able to make parallels as to what's happening in our own society. And the fact that I immediately picked up on that this time was a little scary for me and has caused me to do a lot of reflecting. But I am so glad to be back and to be able to be recording podcasts again. So I want to thank you for listening. I wanted to pull a card for you before we left for you to get a message for your day. And the card that I pulled for you is from the Goddess Guidance Oracle deck by Doreen Virtue. I really love this deck and I love learning about the different gods and goddesses that are historically have been around. I loved taking mythology when I was in high school, so this is right up my alley. So the card I pulled for you is Freya, who is a Nordic god. She's a goddess of earth and fertility. And your message is unleash your adventurous side, take risks, and be daring. Don't play it safe right now. Instead, take bold action in the direction of your true heart's desire. Success comes not from timidity, but from committing yourself fully to realizing your dream. Hold the clear intention of success and it shall come about. Enjoy the excitement of taking risks, of being bold and being daring. And be sure to celebrate your success with a party or by splurging on a wonderful indulgence. So the meanings of this card could be to take a risk, make a bold life change, appreciate your body, flirt, go have fun, or celebrate. I like that a lot. I think all of those things are awesome, and you should definitely go and have fun and enjoy your life. Well, I want to thank you for listening. If you would like to work with me, if you feel like you are struggling in some area of your life, or you just aren't feeling 100%, There's so many ways you can work with me. You can check out my website and you can always text me, email me, leave me a message on Facebook or Instagram. If you'd like to talk to me, if you want to work with me, but you're not sure what you need or what you want, you can always contact me and we can talk about it. People do that all the time. And if you would like to uh, sign up on my website to receive a free morning and evening meditation, go do that. You could just subscribe. I don't really use your email for anything other than occasionally sending out, maybe if I'm running a special or something, but I don't email very often. It's mostly just so I can send you a free gift. And if you would like to follow me on Instagram or Facebook, my information is in the description of the podcast. Go and follow me. I will start doing lives again soon, so you can expect to see that on Facebook. So if you follow me, you'll know when I go live. You can also subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done that already. That will let you know when I have a new episode. It also helps others to find me. If you would mind leaving a review, that would be amazing. I know many of you already have, and I want to thank you for your kind words. I love that so much. I appreciate all of you. Thank you for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. I'm sending you massive love and light, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.